Welcome to the Green Edge podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our weekly roundup for the week ending 3rd of February 2023. Changing attitudes to the role of business in society, increasing risks from environmental factors and reputational damage, and with more and more data being collected by new technologies, all lead to ever-increasing expectations on firms to report on non-financial matters. It's the triple bottom line, people, planet and profit. And in this week's Green Edge post, we compare some of the non-financial reporting frameworks, of which there are quite a few, and talk to a young company called the Sustainability Group, which helps its clients navigate their way through the NFR process. So let's start this podcast by asking Alex Smith, one of the co-founders of the Sustainability Group, to tell us what her company does. Two things. There is a sustainability consultancy arm, which is the smaller side of what we do. And we work on everything from foundation management, LCAs, environmental management systems, all the sort of fairly standard sustainability side. But then we also built and developed and launched Future Plus, which was launched in November last year. It's been running a little over a year. We've got about 150 clients on there at the moment, which is growing weekly, which is fantastic. And we built Future Plus because everybody we went into as consultants asked us exactly the same question no matter who they were or where in the world they were, which is what is sustainability? And can everyone agree in our business of what it is? What does it mean to our business model? How do we measure it? How do we manage it? How do we improve it? And then how do we report it and communicate it confidently so we're neither greenwashing nor green hushing? And we thought there's got to be an easier way to do all of those things. And what we sort of saw out in the world is there's very academic, very tricky and also draw a line in the sand of what sustainable is options. So you are or you aren't, which sounds slightly odd because I don't think anyone actually is sustainable. People are just more sustainable or less sustainable than someone else. Yeah. So it felt odd to say that you aren't, so you can't join our club. And then on the other side, you had very high level sort of listed company, web scraping, sustainalytic style, um, which isn't really measuring your sustainability. It's measuring the impact of sustainability on the markets for your business. So what there wasn't and what we felt, what we hope we've created, the something that sat in the middle that said, this is where you are on a scale between naught and 500. These are all the things that you've needed to consider. So we look not just at climate, but also environment, social, economic and diversity and inclusion. These are all the things that as a business, if you want to have a positive impact on the community that you operate in, with, to and from, these are the things that you need to consider. These are the things that you're doing. And we will verify that against our evidence framework, which is built from precedence, expectation, regulation, global standards. And these are all the things, if you're not doing them, give the people the opportunity to say they would like to do them and in what time frame, and then give them the support and advice to get there. Now, when we talked to Alex, she gave us a demo of Future Plus, and it looked like a pretty useful tool, Michael. It did. If you think that a number of larger companies are under statute to develop transition plans for net zero, where we see Future Plus fitting is in for the medium sized and smaller businesses that can actually try and create their own way of measuring their own progress towards net zero and make comparisons to other businesses. And the tool itself, which Alex demonstrated, certainly shows real promise in allowing people to do that. Now, when it comes to green skills training, Alex told us that the sustainability group doesn't do that directly, but it does work with a number of partners in that area. 
And she did say the subjective skills comes up frequently. A lot of people feel that they don't have the skills and training becomes a really big part of it in, in all of the areas that we, we, we look at, actually. Carbon and environmental data capture and the skills around that are probably the ones that are the most in demand mm. because it is deemed to be the most complex part of it because it's very quantitative. Arguably really, really easy because it is numbers and we've all agreed the formulas and we all know what it is, but that doesn't make it easy for anybody else that doesn't understand (laughs) much like anything and and so that's the one thing that people I think feel the most uncomfortable about sort of moving towards particularly when they're expanding out of scope one and two and even understanding what that means let alone Mm. actually moving towards it but we do find that skills requirement is a really big one and people want to build that into their teams and we encourage it as well we have questions that are directly relevant to are you increasing the skill set of your employees of your customers of Mm. your supply chain are you using your ability to do that. And a reminder that you can find this week's post, plussing up the ESG future, on greenedge.substack.com. And you can also find this podcast on all the major streaming platforms, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Michael, you've been digging down in the weeds of occupational data this week. That's where we swim and spend a lot of our time. Very true. Occupational data, but it's data more generally on the green economy. And it's very important that we have a series of reliable measures, a bit like the census, to allow us to see what progress we're actually making, because it also drives investment decisions. and It drives the allocation of resources in society and also individual decisions as to what role I play in this process, i.e. what career I might join or change to. So it's very important that we've got that data flowing through from government and from independent sources so we can actually get a balanced view of what's going on. And you also attended a workshop this week at the Office of National Statistics on that subject. I certainly did. It was over 100 of us participated in that. And that was looking at the definition of a green job. And they were looking at various ways you could have an all-inclusive definition and then have lots of subsections from it. The piece that sort of, this might be unkind to ONS, it was certainly grated with me a little bit, is that there are a lot of other data sources out there, like Lightcast, like Data City, like Nesta with its Open Jobs Observatory. You can pull together and get a good fix on what's going on. And I'd like to have seen them trial their own initial definition against comparable other data sets to see how robust it is and where the weaknesses and strengths were. So to have a little pilot. They're obviously going to be doing that, doing some experimental data, but it would have been nice to have seen that and shared that with everybody. What I did like about the workshop is they ran us through a series of binary questions and asked us to allocate a job. Is it green or not green? And it was fascinating. I don't think any of them got 100%. We all had different views as to if you're driving a green bus, is that a green job and things like that. So it was quite intriguing. And I thought they managed it very well, but I do hope they draw in other data and do that in a balanced way. You mentioned a company there, Data City. They're firmly in this space, but I don't think they were involved in the ONS workshop. And your reports roundup for January, Michael, went out earlier this week, but one report that didn't make it quite on time, but will come into next month's, was actually from them. Tell us about that. Oh, it's a piece of work sponsored by the ECIU, and they'd work with CBI Economics. And where Data City came in is they are sectoral experts, and they have a real-time industrial classification system. So it allows them to align 
the mission and purpose of a business to industrial classification rather than fossilizing at one point in time. And therefore, they have a probably more realistic fix on what is actually going on within the economy. Their data is fairly robust. It's very good for the UK and is obviously being developed and expanded worldwide. One of their key data partners is Dun & Bradstreet that brings in data from about 350,000 businesses. So it's a pretty rich source of data to give you a really good view of this. And where they team up and move into employment and skills, that will be through the Lightcast connection. And you'll find the names of Data City and Lightcast appearing most places. Now, earlier this week, we talked to Alex Craven, the co-founder and CEO of Data City. And this is what he told us. The Data City exists to classify sectors which aren't covered by the standard industrial classification system. It's outdated, it's a rigid hierarchical structure, and it, it's not fit for the 21st century economy. And in doing that, what we've been able to do is, and specifically in relation to the topic that we're talking about here in terms of the green economy, is we've been able to classify the new and emerging sectors that are leading the provision of the products and services that will enable the whole of the economy to become a green economy. The bit that we specifically bring to the table on this is that ability to to understand at a very granular level what's going on in the net zero supply chain so that we can make the business case for private equity money to get involved. And the analysis we've done with some of our consulting partners is two key stats. The first is that it needs something like a trillion pounds worth of investment. The second is that it needs to grow in order to meet our carbon targets at twice the speed the digital economy did. Therefore, what we need to be able to do is identify these sectors so that it's very easy to pitch to massive private equity funds like BlackRock and say, look, this is the X sector. Look how fast it's growing. It's the next big thing in private equity. You need to get on board. The approach we've taken is not rigid and it can evolve and we can introduce new classifications as the sector evolves. You can create a very broad brush for it, but actually it's important to understand what is driving the growth within it and that will change. And some technologies may not be as successful as we hope. Some may be wildly more successful than we dare dreamed and need much more nuanced classification in order to understand what's going on and why. And we'll finish this podcast with Alex Craven again, telling us how to get hold of the Data City product. The Data City product is both a software platform you can access via our website. We have over 350 classifications in there, but you can also build your own using a simple interface on a machine learning technology that we have at the back end of it. And then the other side of it is you can access it via API. Our classifications are called real-time industrial classifications because once you've built a training set of companies that represent the sector you're following, because we're using their websites to understand what they do, we can automatically identify new entrants as we re-index the UK's business base and eventually the world's business base. So you can subscribe to it on an API basis and then with each monthly refresh you get the latest version of the sector and that overcomes a lot of problems with SIC codes because mm. the self-declaration element of SIC codes only occurs in corporation of your company whereas companies actually update their websites for their own selfish reasons and we just follow them doing that. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights.